for listening to the weekly sermon. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Glenn Hubbard. For more about this podcast and other resources, visit our website at www.riverinthehills.com. The Holy Spirit, there's so much the Holy Spirit was doing. Uh, the gratitude, I felt the, the wave of, of gratitude, the hallelujah, there was such power on that. Can we just say, thank the worship team again? Thank you, and all you in the back. Just gratitude for you. Um, and then there were the, the walls coming down. You know, when Jesus comes to a place and there's addictions and there are walls up, he breaks them down. He's ba- the mother of all walls breaking down, by the way, is going to be Jew and Gentile becoming one new man, where Jews come to know Jesus as, as Messiah and the Gentiles. So he, he breaks down those walls, and uh, he breaks down the walls in our hearts. And, and then uh, such an encouragement, Tracy, so much for uh, knowing. Tell me again fully how you said it, because I was kind of in a flow. How did, what did you say again? Because I want us to, I don't want this to pass us by, is what I'm saying. Yes, the Yehovah Shammah, the Lord is present with you to lead you and guide you. So such an, a gift of encouragement, there was prophetic picture, things like that. So let's just, <clears throat> yeah, if you don't have the notes, raise your hand. I'm going to double, if our ushers, do we have an usher in here with the notes? Back there. Okay, <clears throat> I want to make sure you get the notes. But I want us to, as they, they're passing, keep, keep your hand up there and they'll, they'll get them to you. Lord, I ask that uh, for your divine editing and sifting and really as I'm seeing that the, the word went forth through worship, through rhema word, specific word, through a gift of encouragement, through Tracy, through a prophetic unction unto deliverance, through Haley. Lord, I ask for these seeds to be on good soil today. Just pray over your heart right now. Lord, make my heart good soil. I don't want to be wayside soil. I don't want to be let the cares of the world like, like thorny thorns choke out the word today. I don't want to get, I don't want to lose what you've already done. I want it to go down deep and provide roots and, and release a hundredfold fruit. In my life, may the word that goes forth now take root. The divine, incorruptible seed of your word, we receive it now with humility. May it be grafted in us to the saving or making whole of our souls. In Jesus' name, amen. A couple other housekeeping things, meaning I got some words of knowledge just a few seconds ago. Any Someone with any kind of random, like not constant, but different times, shooting pain from your neck to your shoulder, kind of pain from the neck to the shoulder area or from the the back down a leg. Anybody get random shooting pains? Okay, raise your, lift your hands up, okay. All right, when the Lord gives a word like that, that's another like key that drops down, receive it. 
because it can then bring healing. Okay, so you, <clears throat> the grace of God on a gift of word and knowledge. And then this may just be personal, but I was talking to Frederick as well. Anybody been getting chigger bites and mosquito bites or any, is anybody else like that? You know what? This is radical. I want to pray for our immune systems. First of all, I want to pray that mosquitoes or whatever, they look at me and go, uh-uh. Amen. Right now they look at me and they think it's, it's, a, it's a, the league or whatever, some buffet. We used to have first cafeteria and lubies, but I don't know. I don't want to be that, all right? I want to pray for us. So let's pray for those with the, the shooting pains and just that the, during this time of all this stuff trying to bite us. <laughs> Father, we just ask for that we would walk in health and prosper as our souls prosper. And so I do just pray that we would be uh, more victorious from just the irritation and distraction of all these things that would try to bite us, cause our bodies to react, to overreact. I declare to our immune systems and those online as well, I declare healing and health. To Kevin Hool, who's watching from Michigan, healing and health, Kevin. As you said, you can't wait to watch today. We declare full healing to all right now, to Jeannie Douthat, who's at home not feeling well, to anyone else who's in recovery stages. We ask for strength for, for Juicin and the others that raise their hands, Lord, for healing uh, from any kind of shooting, random shooting pains, neurological systems, spine, ligaments in the back, line up with the word of God. That we would be pain-free and, yeah, just... Physical distractions, I just come against those in Jesus' name. Thank you for the grace, the bread. You said healing's the children's bread. And then you prayed, said, pray this way, give us this day our daily bread. So we ask now for the daily bread of healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, if you felt better late today or later from any of those Symptoms, let, let us know, because we love to get the, the testimonies down on that. So, amen. <clears throat> well, our springboard verse, uh, the last two times I've been sharing on the fire of God, is Isaiah 33, verse 14, the second part of Isaiah 33, 14. Does everybody have the notes now? Good, okay. So we're going <clears> to <throat> look at that again. It says, uh, the prophet Isaiah says... Who among you can dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us, it said, who among us can dwell with the devouring fire? Who among us can dwell with everlasting burnings? So we looked at there are two aspects of God's fire. We talk about the fire of God a lot. I'm just kind of unpacking it a little. And so what the fire of God is here in this verse, our springboard verse to this series is, is there are two aspects of God's fire. There's the fire of God's end time judgment that he is releasing uh, and will release in greater intensity in the earth to everything that opposes and rages against the Lord Jesus and against his anointed ones. And Psalm 2 says that. It says, <clears throat> why do the nations rage 
and the people's plot a vain thing against the Lord and against his anointed one. So the, the backdrop here is the end times, the, the, dec- the years and the decades before the Lord returns. And the judgments of the Lord will be released in the earth. And it will be called, it's basically described here as the devouring fire. Now, who are the Lord's anointed ones? Well, they're Christians, and there are, they are Messianic Jews, Jews who came to know, who've come to know now that Jesus is the Messiah. And then it's the nation of Israel and Jewish people around the earth. There's going to be increased rage against the Lord and his anointed ones. So it's in this context of God's end-time judgment and perilous times that the prophet Isaiah says, but in the middle of all that, who will choose to dwell with a burning heart for Jesus? It says, who, can, who among us can dwell with everlasting burnings? It's that the ability to do what I call live in the realm of God's fire. Now, I really want to point this out because a lot of Christians think, oh, well, God's, an, God's angry, so he's going to just judge the world. And, and he, is, he does have righteous wrath, and he is going to judge all the nations, everything opposing the Lord and Christians and, and Jewish people. But it is still his love that's doing the devouring. It's still his presence. It's still his zeal. God's not multi, like, well, one day I'm going to be mad, next day I'm going to be love. Are y'all, do y'all hear me? That's real important that you know. It's, it's the loving bridegroom king removing stuff and enemies of his wedding day and of his bride that he's going to come and marry. So he is love even during devouring fire. But at the same time, he's also, through the prophet Isaiah, saying, God is inviting us into his, in, into his everlasting daily fire, which is he's inviting us into greater encounter with his love and his zeal and his endurance. Now, I want to accept that invitation, okay? Don't you? You want to enter into that? It, who among See, the prophet Isaiah asked the question, who's going to do this? That implies that it's not automatic. That everyone can choose whether or not to really give themselves to living a fiery life or not. Who among us can choose to do this? So everyone, I don't believe everyone will choose to do what it takes to live a fiery life. Now, Isaiah 33, 14, as I said, it's a springboard verse. So um, I want us to dive into it. Hopefully you will find this refreshing What's the temperature supposed to be out there today? 100? Roughly? 
Okay, so I'm picturing, when I said springboard, I've said it a couple of times, it's because I'm picturing a nice, cool swimming pool and a springboard and diving in, okay, and it, and it not yet, not yet. I'm going to show that, but okay, just go ahead and put free, just hit pause right there. So that picture that water is not lukewarm, it's cold, and I'm going to choose to not, you know, Jesus said in, in Revelation 3, be hot or cold. Well, I'm going to choose to be cold during the heat out there, okay? Cold is a good cold. Just don't be lukewarm, okay? So, so I hope you'll find this in these next minutes refreshing. But maybe even as we look into God's Word, maybe a little convicting. Because I know as I looked into the word of God, the scripture about God's fire, I got convicted. Convicted. Conviction's a good thing, by the way, because it tells me God's not done with me. Okay. Okay. It's not, don't convict. He's like, no, I'm putting my finger into your life because I want more of you. I want you to walk in more victory. So he's not done with us. But I've been convicted of just how much holy fire I am lacking in my life currently. How much more of the holy fire of God is there for me than I'm currently experiencing? And how much more can I encounter if I choose to really go after this? If I really choose to say, I'm setting my life to acquire more fire. I like that phrase, acquire the fire. Would you just say, just say that out of your mouth? Acquire the fire. Now, that's an old conference in the 90s from the Argentinian pastor, so I stole it from... But I like it. Because it means, well, I'm a Christian, I've got the fire. Well, it, 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 you do... The Holy Spirit's dwelling in you, and he's a fire. God's an all-consuming fire. But there's more fire I can acquire. You see, here's my take on it. I'm going to heaven as a Christian, but between now and then, I have a choice of how, I can, how I'm going to live my life. Am I going to live my life with a little bit of fire, but just kind of carnal, and lukewarm, and kind of beat down, oppressed, prone to wander, murmuring, complaining, bitter at this, angry at that, unbelieving. You know, there's such a thing as an unbelieving believer. Ouch. There's part of me. Talking to me right now. You remember the guy who said to Jesus, I believe, but help my unbelief. I can choose to live my life that way, beat down, oppressed, you know, kind of, you know, kind of dragging, and uh, maybe addicted to some things that I shouldn't be addicted to. I mean, Kyle's very first message he preached from this church, from this platform, was um, that he used to be addicted to alcohol, and then he switched addictions. And he said, there's one addiction that builds you up. All the other addictions will tear you down. Yeah. Oh, what did you say? The, the addiction to God adds years to your life. Every other addiction takes away. 
The addiction to God adds years to your life. Every other addiction takes years away. That's, that's so good. Well, you know, we can live our lives. We can choose to live our lives. And not, I'm not saying you live your life with all of those things happening, but maybe one or more of those negative things is dominating you. Or we can choose to live with everlasting dwelling, with everlasting burnings. We can choose to live a fiery life pursuing, acquiring more fire. And that's what I want, and I believe that's what you want. Because there's more for us. And so that's why I'm talking about this today. We, we, uh, we, I, I had this phrase, we can go through life dragging through or under the anointing, help drag other people out of their pits because they're weak, broken, sick, you know, defeated, and then help them to stand up and go through as well, victorious. I don't want to drag through. I want to be able to help drag other people out and into God's full presence for their life. Are you with me today? Is everybody, I mean, I really mean this. This is, I wake up going for this. Amen. Well, paragraph B, today is our third dive from uh, in this series. You know, first dive, if you go ahead and show this that video, I kind of pictured the, the nice pool. The first part of this three parts, of this third part, is a cannonball, okay? It, you know, anybody remember growing up, you go to the pool and there's a cannon. Anybody here do a good cannonball? Okay, the first message was a cannonball message because it it was a big splash type message, okay? I, I used to, I could never do that as much as other people, but you know, the, the huge splash. Thank you, you can cut that off now. Don't everybody run out to a pool right now. But that message was about <clears throat> the various experiences that we can have with the fire of God, an experience that might last a few seconds or minutes or maybe even longer than that. Maybe someone here today during worship experienced a touch of the love and zeal or invigoration of the Holy Spirit during worship. Did anybody sense like the fire of God touching you, your heart? Okay. You see, those are experiences and they can, they can last, like I said, a short time or even longer. But those are, they come and they go. And we talked about different ones. We talked about <clears throat> the Quakers back in the 1700s. And I guess when the fire of God would hit them, they would, I can't even do a quake. But they made Quaker oats, right? And then in the next century were the Shakers. The Holy Spirit would, would hit them with fire and they would shake and they made furniture. And then we looked at the bakers. Fire of God hit the bakers, and no, they didn't. Thank you. I'm here all week. I'm but we didn't talk about the bakers. We did talk about Quakers and Shakers, and when the fire of God, you can have an experience where the fire of God is like feeling heat in your hands or in your body, or you feel like, some people said they feel like an electrical pulses. I've never felt that. But a most, lot of the time, I'm not talking about living for a feeling, but those things happen. 
shaking, all these different things. But most of the time, the, the, the first message, the cannonball, was how God touches you on the inside with this fire. But then there's this part two in the dives. I remember the Olympic divers was a forward two and a half somersault in the pike position. Okay, that was, you remember those dives? All right, I'm just talking about my own Okay, Watch the Summer Olympics, you'll, you'll know. Well, that was about how we can daily live in the fire of God, in the realm of fire. It's not so much an experience as it's a lifestyle. We started looking from Psalm 15 about specific outward evidences of someone who's living a fiery life. Y'all know people that say that you say, man, they're living a fiery life. Well, Psalm 15 describes a person like that. Isaiah 33 also describes a person like that. So you have, we looked at those for a while, but then today, I feel like in the rest of the time I have, I want to talk about how we can get more fire in our life. How to acquire more fire because I had the Lord, I believe, put in my heart a few weeks ago that I woke up just in prayer time, and the phrase came in my heart, I'm the God who answers by fire. And I thought about 1 Kings 18, Elijah, with, confronted by the prophets of Baal, and he called down the fire of God, like literally called down the fire. For us, in a spiritual sense, we have access Here's the deal. If we don't have the fire, the zeal, the love of God in our life like we want to, we can ask for more. And he's the God who answers by fire. So that's what I want to look at. I want to have in your notes, there are three ways that I found to get more fire in your life. I don't sense so much that our fire as the church is dying down, I sense every time I'm with you, like even today, there's a fire that we're living in, that we're dwelling in. But I had this picture that for most believers, or for many, our Christian life is like a gas stove with a pilot light. Anybody remember gas stoves? If you can put, play up this video. Okay, remember those things? Okay, he's going to light... Uh, the pilot light, and that's the, the flame. This is when you got saved, okay? The fire of God came in you, all right? You have a pilot light. You have the potential to watch the flame go up. Now, if you were to look real closely, I couldn't, don't need to freeze frame it, but if you remember a gas stove, you have like three different, you could do one small, you know, low, medium, high. Yeah. Are you with me? Yeah. Anybody here cook? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, so if your flame is low, you can get more. And so we, whatever pilot light, whatever level we are, we can increase the flame. Thank you. Um, Suzanne had a craving for chili the other day, so she went out and got all the ingredients. I'm sure it was healthy. She said I wouldn't like it, 
because it was too healthy. <clears throat> but she had this big pot, and if she just had the... We don't have a gas stove, but if she just had it on low, it would have taken forever, right? The higher the flame, the more productive we can be in our life. The more we can walk in victory and the more we can help other people uh, to walk and, and be more productive. So paragraph A under Roman numeral two, there are three of them, but I'm not going to have time to get to the other two today. Um, but they're in your notes so you can study them out. The first way to get more fire, I want more fire. The first way to get more fire is find out where God burns and step into his fire. Find out where he burns and step in to his fire. Back in 2009, I was experiencing a level of pastoral burnout. Everything was fine. I wasn't like going off the deep end, but in, the, in my time with the Lord, I started feeling my fire going down. And rather than try to snap myself out of it, you know, and do some sort of hypey thing, I was around some pastors in the city that are like, like real generals in the city. Charles Patterson, do you, anybody remember him from Church of the Hills? I was in a Pastors in Covenant group. We met once a month on Thursdays. Charles Patterson was there. Trey Kent was there from Northwest Fellowship and some other leaders. And in the meeting, it just, the Lord spoke in my heart. It wasn't specifically said in the meeting, but the Lord put in my heart that, because it's kind of how Charles Patterson operates as a believer. He's like, find out what God's doing. Find out what he's praying and then pray that prayer. And so I went, you know, I'm kind of burning out. Lord, where do you burn? Where, you know, he burns for a lot of things. He is, Hebrews 12, 29, he is, our God is an all-consuming fire. So I had the idea if I can find out where you burn and step into that, Amen. then I catch fire, okay? So, so, you know, I'm like, here I am. I'm kind of this little matchstick, pyrotechnics today. But I was like, Lord, if I can step in to your fire, I'll catch fire. Rather than hype up a fire, I step into your fire. So where do you burn? Ain't dangerous question, dangerous question. Because guess what? He loves to answer our questions. I said, Lord, where do you burn? Immediately he dropped three things in my spirit. Now you may say, well, Glenn, I don't really hear like that. And I understand I put it in your notes. I'm going to read it in a minute. Some practical ways to find out where God burns for you. In fact, I, I, I clearly say this. Wherever, he, wherever you think he's burning, you got to find it in the word. Yeah. Okay? So you find out from the scripture where God burns. And then it's not as mystical as you think. In the time I have left, I'll say, you know, it's actually something 
there are practical ways we can step into his fire. How many of you want more fire now? How many of you are a little more? Yes, all right. It's when I found this out, oof. So the Lord put three things in my heart right away. Where do you burn? He said, I burn that my house be a house of prayer. And I went, because I'd like to do this, a little Liberian in me. I said, Lord, where's that in Scripture? And immediately I went to, uh, there it is in your notes, I think, <clears throat> Matthew uh, 21. Is that right? Where do I have that? I have it in your notes somewhere. I think I did. Anyway, uh, where Jesus uh, or Luke. Anyway, I, don't, I didn't have that, but I'll just say it this way. I said, Lord... Isaiah 56, 7, and Jesus quotes it. Thank you. Thank you, concordance. Google on the front row. Google search. I said, Lord, where do you? He said, oh, I burned that my house be a house of prayer. I said, where's that in scripture? And he showed me where Jesus turned over the tables of the money changers in the temple. With zeal, he said, my house shall be called. There it is. My house shall be called a house of prayer. And they remarked about Jesus, it was zeal for the Lord's house. That's fire. Fire for the Lord's house had consumed him. Fire for God. So so first one was, I burned at my house be a house of prayer. So guess what we do here at River in the Hills? See that on the wall over there? Like Travis Prayer Room. Because we want this to be, even just saying with our own little stance here, we want his church is called to be is called to be a house of prayer. So he burns there. So I'm like, okay, I'm going to step into your fire and come into my prayer closet or open my word and have quiet time. Wherever it is, it doesn't have to be here. Second thing he said in my heart when I said, where do you burn? He said, I burn for the poor and for those who are being treated unjustly. He didn't say the unjustly part. I knew what he meant. He said, I burn for the poor. I went, ding, 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 ding. Where's that in the Bible? Matthew 25. Five verses there. He says, I was hungry and you fed me. I was thirsty and you gave me a drink. I said, okay. He said, Glenn, I burn so much for the poor that if you want to get close to me, feed a poor person. So Chuck and Nancy, we'd go to Bless Fest in the 100-degree heat. You know why? We wanted to be close to his fire. I want to show a lady, a picture of a lady. Frank Parrott had donated this jacket, uh, and this lady came in during the Great Freeze a while back because we had a food pantry. We have a food pantry. Why do we have a food pantry for 16 years? Why have we given out over $8 million of food if we bought it all from Randall's, but they, we pick it up for free? Why do we do that? Because it's where he burns. Matthew 25, he burns that we help feed the poor. And so this lady and a man pulled up in the freeze. She didn't have a coat on. And she, okay, keep that picture right there. She didn't have a coat on. But her right eye was closed because she had an abrasion in her right eye. And it was tearing up. 
In fact, some of you can pray for me later because I have an abrasion in my right eye right now and I'm tearing. And I've asked the Lord, like, what's going on here? Anyway, I'll take the prayer. <laughs> but she had her right, oh, her eyes were closed because she was, and she found this jacket that was the same fighter squadron that her grandfather was in. So she was so excited, but the other lady in the prayer room was here. When she got the jacket, I said, well, can we just pray for your eyes? And she said, sure. Within 30 seconds, her eyes opened. 30 seconds. Now, this is her. 30 seconds later. Her eyes are wide open and clear, okay? Yeah, let's give the Lord. Come on. I started living more on fire. I acquired more fire because on Saturdays I go get food for our food pantry. Now, I'm not saying the food pantry is the only way. We, we've prayed for the ending of abortion. Anybody seen the ending of human trafficking movie this week? What's it called? Sound of Freedom? Sound of Freedom. Okay. Those are the, the he burns that we end human trafficking. He burns that we end abortion. And somebody, I think Samuel got this for Kyle because part of Kyle didn't say, but part of his three months getting knocked out was he was he would gone down to downtown Austin to where the Roe v. Wade attorney offices were. This was before Roe v. Wade ended. What does that say? Roe overturned. Okay? This is in our, his office. What is this? This is that second thing he said, I burn for ending of, of injustice in the earth. We're not going to end all injustice, but let's do our part to end some of the injustice that's happening through prayer meetings, through, through various marches and walks. And y'all did a thing on July 4th, right? With Bethel to praying, praying for, you know, purity in our, in our culture. All right, third one. I'm getting <clears throat> going too long. I'll go quick. All right, the third one. He said, I burn that my house be a house of prayer. I burn for the poor. But oh, how I burn for Jerusalem. And that just shocked me. I was like, what? Really? Am I, I'm, am I really hearing this? Where is that in the Bible? And then two scriptures came right in my, my, my spirit. I am zealous for Zion. It means I burn for Zion. I am zealous for Jerusalem. Jerusalem is the apple of my eye. So Glenn, if you want to, to get out of being burned out, step into my fire. Go to take time in prayer. Feed the poor, try to end things, you know, do what you can, and pray for salvation of Jewish people. Okay? Where do you, where, you say, well, what about me? Well, let's look at your notes. If you <clears throat> can look at your handout page on the front page. <clears throat> this, the little A paragraph under find out where God burns and step into his fire. <clears throat> about the middle of that paragraph I wrote, to find where God burns from the scripture, look up search words 
in your Bible application. How many of you have a Bible application on your phone? Okay. Look up search words uh, like this that will lead you to where God burns. Desire. Look up God's desire. Or does he, what does he desire? Who does he desire? Look up zeal. Zeal of the Lord. Look up cares for. What, is he, what he cares for. Is it, I just want to be real practical. Okay. Um, pleases, what pleases him, look through the life of Christ, what examples, uh, what are some examples of how Jesus interacted with people, it'll tell you a lot about where, what, who he burns for, where he, what he burns for, and then things Jesus talked about. <clears throat> Just some practical examples there. Worship team, if you can come up. Thank you, Lord. If you find these things, and uh, if you find some areas where God burns, and here's how you step into the fire. Adjust your schedule. Bottom line, adjust your schedule to obey those things in Scripture that you find. My schedule includes taking time and putting my energy into things related to house of prayer, feeding the poor, and seeing Jerusalem become appraised in the earth. It's not rocket science. You change your schedule. What do you, what do you spend your time on, your energy on? What do you listen to? And how much do you listen to it? may not be hearing bad things, just how much. You know, every Sunday morning, my iPhone tells me how much screen time I've had. Anybody? Sunday morning shows up. I'm down 6% this week. I guess that's good. Maybe, if I'm, maybe I should have been in my Bible app more. I don't know. But it's what you listen to. What you watch with your eyes, how much YouTube, how much TV, how much TikTok. I don't even, I don't have a TikTok, but if you're a ticker talker here, how much are you ticking and talking? All right, how much are you insta-ing and, and, you know, how much is coming out of your mouth? That's what the Bible calls idle chatter or uplifting and that builds up. See, here's a little preview. If you want to live a fiery life, get around fiery people. Because fiery people don't talk about other people. They talk about God and how big God is. You just set your heart. Let's set our hearts today. How much more fire? And I'm convicted. How much more fire of God can I walk in this week? To where I don't live life beat down, but I live life having compassion for people. Because my life's on fire. I'm talking compassion for the trans person at HEB. For the LGBTQ. 
It doesn't mean you're saying, oh, yay. It means you have compassion for them because you, I want to look at them like Jesus looked at them because Jesus created them and has a plan for their life. So I want that fire to get disgusted at human trafficking and to route it out. I talked to Grace from Bali, Indonesia. She's on a mission trip there. And I had the impression as I was praying with her that she's going to have uh, encounters with women who've given up children to human trafficking. And I'll tell you this. I said, Grace, how do you stay encouraged? You've never, she said, Dad, I've never been away from home this long. Been gone, you know, maybe the longest of my life, seven days away from home. And they've asked me to stay three months. And she said, oh, by the way, Dad, can I, per- can I stay three more months? I said, Grace, how do you, how do you stay encouraged? Because it's 99 point what percent Hindu. And it's like different everything. And, and she said, I said, hey, can we bring you a care package? Can I do, you know, what can I? She's like, well, you know, no. She said, well, maybe could you send me some Cheerios? She said, mom won't like this because it's got whatever, but anyway. And she said, I, and maybe some deodorant because my, my, I like a special kind. And, uh, and she said, dad, a dollar goes a long way here. I, can, I need to get my teeth cleaned. It was $12. So we, we talk about what we spend our money on. That's another way you, you adjust, okay, based on where God burns. But she, she said, Dad, I said, how do you do it? How do you stay fiery? She said, it's the Word of God, and we have a prayer room. And she said, Dad, you were right all these years. Now we've got to be in the prayer room. We have prayer meetings and worship times. And there was not a complaint in her tone at all. In fact, she said, Dad, can you pray for me that I'll have more compassion for all these lost Hindus? Grace is one of my top five heroes right now. She's my hero because she just said, here I am. There really aren't any heroes in the kingdom. There's just a bunch of people that say, here we are. you stand I want to open the mic here I know we've got one more minute here but I want to you know till 12 but uh, if I could indulge you could you stay five more minutes for some rapid fire prayer all right you're free to go but I'm going to open the mic up because I want to Ask the Holy Spirit to show you where he burns. And it's specifically, he wants to show you where he burns so you'll say, Lord, I want to step, I want to change my schedule to step into where you burn. And so I'm going to, I'm going to pray that prayer and then open the mic. And uh, if you have anything, you want to just kind of, I'll turn this over there. It's not an altar call to come forward, 
But I believe if the Holy Spirit shows you somewhere where he burns, if you could just come up and pray that, because there may be others in this room that say, hey, I'm burning, I want to burn there too. Holy Spirit, we thank you. Jesus, the word says you're Lord over your church. And where the Spirit is made Lord in the church, there's liberty. And we thank you. Lord, I declare by faith as I look out over this room, a room full of heroes. Because they're normal, weak, frail people like me. And like my daughter in Indonesia who just said, here we are. Here I am and here we are. Just say that out of your own. You don't have to say it out of your mouth, but just open your hands if we just say, here we are, Lord. for listening to the weekly sermon. To download the notes and slides for this message, visit our website, riverinthehills.com. If you would like to partner with us in moving God's heart and changing the world, please subscribe to our podcast, leave a review, and share this episode with a friend.